Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Daily Ears Podcast. I am your host, Veronica, and today we are starting Season 3, Episode 18, and we are going to be discussing traveling to Walt Disney World during a pandemic. So go ahead and stay tuned and I will let you know everything you need to know to keep your family safe and healthy throughout your vacation. Welcome back. So today we are going to be discussing traveling to Walt Disney World during a worldwide pandemic. I'm going to go ahead and start today's episode off by letting you know that I am actually a registered nurse. So I am very familiar and very comfortable with talking about traveling during a pandemic. Um, Being that I am very well educated in the pandemic and with um, the coronavirus, and I understand it very well and I understand how it works. I also would like to add that I have been to Walt Disney World several times throughout um, the past few months since it has reopened. And I have also been tested every single week according um, to my job's policy. I do have to be tested weekly regardless of my traveling status. Every staff member is tested weekly. So at no point have I ever had a positive coronavirus test. So I just want to put that out there that I am very comfortable with what I am talking about and with traveling, being that I um, work obviously in um, a high-risk area. I am tested weekly. And so with that, let's move forward. So the first and major change that people need to be aware of is that when you travel to Walt Disney World, first of all, it is a private company. So they can make whatever rules that they want and guests have to comply with that. If you don't like their rules and regulations or their policies that they have in place, you don't have to be there. So it's really important that people understand that because I know there are a lot of people who get upset about certain rules and policies that are in place. Um, And although they may not be laws that are regulated by the state or by the government, Disney is a private company. And it is not an essential business. So if you voluntarily choose to visit Walt Disney World or any of their parks or resorts or downtown um, Disney or Disney Springs or even the Disney store in your, your local mall or anything pertaining to the Disney company, you do need to comply with their policies. So I just want to start off by saying that there are no exceptions, so it's really important to know what their standards are before you plan your trip, and don't expect to be treated any differently or have any exceptions for you or anyone in your family. They're very clear about what they want. And I'm saying this not to be rude. I just, 
I get so many questions from people all the time about various things. For example, they say, I can't wear this type of a face mask or I'm allergic to hand sanitizer, things along that nature. So it's just important to know that you're voluntarily going to Walt Disney World and just know before you go. It's really simple. So the first and major change or policy that they have is face coverings. That is a big one. So from the moment you step off of the airport, well, actually, you're going to have a face mask. Hopefully, you travel with a face mask properly fitted um, throughout your entire traveling experience, whether you're in an Uber or you're at the airport, anywhere on public, you really should be wearing a face mask. Um, but if for whatever reason you choose not to, that's fine. But the moment you step onto anything Disney, that includes Magical Express, any of their resorts, um, Disney Springs, Disney Boardwalk, anything on Disney property, you're going to have to wear a face covering. And your face covering has to have ear loops it has to cover your nose completely and it has to be snug and fitted under your chin. So that means we're not wearing gaiters. Um, you can't just wear a face shield. It has to be a properly fitted face mask. Um, Disney does offer face masks for sale, the cloth reusable masks. They run anywhere from a couple dollars to like five dollars. And they come in all different sizes and they recently changed the material so they're very breathable and it's it's a lot nicer than the ones that they had out originally which was you know really it was a bummer because they had this uh it was like a thicker face mask um, material the, the fabric and it was right in the middle of summer so it was really hot but they have changed it and it's a, it's a really nice material um if you do not want to purchase them, they do offer the surgical masks for free. So you can just ask any cast member and they will provide that for you as well. So just be mindful that you're going to be wearing a face mask for a long time. From really the moment you leave your resort till the moment you return back to your resort. There's obviously some few exceptions. Um... If you're eating or drinking or if you're in a rest area that allows you to take your mask off, those are some, um, we'll go over that in more detail, um, you know, if you're at the pool, but otherwise just be aware that you're going to be wearing a mask for a majority of the time. So that's number one. So if you have little ones and now this mask rule is for anybody over two or over. So if you have a two and a half year old, your child is going to have to wear a mask. Now that's, I know that sounds difficult to tell a two and a half year old or a two year old to wear a mask. So that is something that you're going to have to work with your young children before getting to Disney. Know how your child is going to um, handle that wearing a mask all the time. So that's definitely something you want to consider. Um, as with everything else um, when traveling with small children. But that's definitely something that you really want to consider. And also consider when you're looking for face masks as well. You want something that you're comfortable wearing all day. So that is number one. Number two, the other big change that really affects your Walt, your upcoming Walt Disney World vacation is the limited capacity Um at the parks and the park reservation system. So for a while, we didn't know what Disney park capacity was. They wouldn't tell us, but they have most recently announced that they are functioning or operating at a 35% capacity. So in order to provide a fair opportunity for all guests 
to have access to their parks, all four parks. They have um, all four theme parks are open right now. They do not have their water parks open, but all four theme parks are open. So in order to provide a fair opportunity for everybody to get an, a chance to, you know, enjoy the parks, there is a park reservation system. So anybody who has a valid ticket or a valid um, annual pass is eligible to make a park reservation. You cannot make a park reservation unless you have an active ticket or you have an annual pass. So once you've purchased your tickets, you're going to want to go on to the My Disney Experience app and there is a section that says um, make a park reservation. And it's at that time when you click on that button, it will give you the availability for every day. So, and that availability does change. It is different based on whether or not you're staying on Disney property, whether or not you're an annual pass holder. So that's definitely something you want to consider. You can see the calendar before you purchase your tickets. So if you think that you want to be at Disney during a time where crowd volume will be higher, for example, holidays, spring break, um, many of the summer weeks, you may want to consider looking ahead at the calendar to see what parks are available. Because if park reservations are not available, you can't go into the park, even if you have a ticket. So it's really important to make sure that you're looking at that calendar before you purchase or before you even book your vacation. You really want to make sure that the parks are going to have availability for you. Now, to be completely honest, if you're staying on site, there is a little bit more flexibility for those guests. Guests that are staying on site do have um, a better chance at getting a park reservation than those who are not. So for example, if you're an annual pass holder and you want to go to the park, but you're not staying on Disney property, you may not have an option to make a resort, or I'm sorry, a park reservation. It may actually be blocked out. Um, and it'll, the, what it'll say is that um, it's at capacity. But if you're staying on Disney property, it may actually open up availability for you. Disney really wants to cater and focus a little bit more attention to the guests that are staying on property. So you want to be aware of that too, because I know a lot of people like to purchase their tickets, but stay off site. Just because you've purchased tickets, again, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get into a park if you don't have a park reservation. So that's something to consider as well. Um, when you're deciding where you want to stay, you may want to consider staying on Disney property. You don't have to stay at a Disney-owned resort. Disney does have good neighbor um, good neighbor hotels all in the Disney Springs area that are a lot cheaper, but they are on Disney property. So you can still link your reservations to your My Disney Experience app, which will allow you um, the opportunity to book park reservations. So those are some things to consider. Um, I have never had an issue. I think there was one time that I had an issue getting, well, I didn't even have an issue. I've always gotten a park reservation every single one that I've ever wanted. I've never had an issue getting one. The only time I considered uh, flying out for a day trip for one of, I think it was Magic Kingdom, but it was it was booked. I It had already reached capacity and there were no more park reservations available. And that's because I am an annual pass holder, but I wasn't staying on property and I wasn't planning on staying. I was planning on just flying out for the day. So it did not allow me to make a reservation. So other than that, though, I've never had an issue. And that includes holidays. Like I was able to get park reservations for Epcot on New Year's Eve and I was it was no problem. So that's definitely again, I was staying on property, but that is definitely something you're going to want to consider.
So that is, those are the two major differences that when it comes to planning your Disney vacation um, is the park reservation system and knowing that you have to wear a face mask. So if you can get those two things down as far as planning goes, you'll be okay. Um, And of course, you can always reach out to me. I'll help you. I'll walk you through all of that if you need. Um, So Disney is so safe. Like when I say I feel more comfortable on Disney property than I do in my own like local grocery stores or my local mall, Disney takes every precaution and every regulation very seriously and they enforce it to a T. You will not see anybody walking around without a face mask you're not going to see anybody wearing their face mask under their nose or under their chin. If a guest does do that, they will be reminded really, really quickly within minutes to please cover your mouth and your nose completely. So that's definitely enforced. It's very enforced. So that is comforting. And the only time you are actually allowed to take your mask off is if you're seated at a, a table, you know, eating, dining reservation. Or if you, you know, a lot of people like to bring in their coffee or their drinks. Or if you're at Epcot or Hollywood Studios, you purchase a, a cocktail or a, a hot chocolate or whatever it is that you're drinking. You have to be stationary. And that goes for snacks as well. You are not allowed or you're not supposed to be walking and eating and drinking at the same time they really want people who are if their mask is off and they're eating they need to be seated somewhere or standing somewhere but we're not walking and that is they are very strict with that even within queue lines I have been waiting in line for I think it was Mickey's runaway railway runaway railroad that is a tongue twister and I was munching on popcorn and it was so, I'm jumping ahead of myself. The queue lines have markers that are spread out within six feet. So from one marker to the other, I was eating popcorn and I was advised by a cast member that I can eat my popcorn when I'm stationary at one marker, but when I'm walking from one marker to the other, literally six feet, I need to close my popcorn bucket and cover my face and my nose completely, and you can't eat while you're walking. So that's okay. I don't have to agree with, and neither do any of you, we don't have to agree with the rules, but that is the rule that they have in place and they do enforce it. So yes, they will remind you we are not eating and walking at the same time. So that is really important. Now you can sneak a little sip here and there of your water under your mask of course. Um, but really, I mean, just if you can just pull aside, if you're going to drink your water, just step aside and please don't stop right in the middle of the road to drink your water or whatever it is that you're drinking. Please step aside because that is so rude. I can't stand when people just stop in the middle of the walkway. That's so frustrating. So yes, they are very strict with that. So just keep in mind, I guess, when you're planning your trip and you have children or you have kids or even yourself when you're bringing snacks because of course you can bring whatever snacks you want and whatever drinks you want into the Disney you know parks so just be mindful that if you're going to be munching or snacking you can't just snack and go and I know this is like difficult because a lot of people do this on their way out from the resort to the parks It's so easy to grab like a bagel or a breakfast sandwich and want to just go. Or even like your hot chocolate or your coffee, you just want to take it and sip on it, you know, as you walk around the parks in the morning and you can't. So just 
be mindful that you are going to have to set aside a little bit of time to actually sit and eat your breakfast or your lunch or any meal, your snacks. You are going to have to actually physically stop what you're doing in order to enjoy your snack or enjoy your food or enjoy your drink. So keep that in mind as well. Another thing you want to consider when traveling with um, during the current restrictions is the transportation and dining limitations. So all of the transportation is there and it's available. However, because of social distancing, Disney is not able to accommodate as many people at once like they used to. So for example, the buses can hold X amount of people prior to um, the whole pandemic. But now because of social distancing, they actually have the buses split up. There's dividers and they have each seats in groups of, I think there's groups of twos and threes and fours. So when you're waiting for a bus, you are going to tell the cast member who's driving the bus, how many people are in your party, and then he is going to assign you seating. So because of this, and you can't mix parties. So if I have two people in my party and your family has two people in your party and there's only a set of four available on the bus, only one of us is going to be able to go. Even though there's four seats, we're not mixing parties. So me and the person I'm with are going to go and sit in that those, that's, those four seats and that's it. They're not going to allow anybody else to sit with us, even though there's two empty seats. So that can create a little bit of, um, a little bit of a backup when it comes to transportation. There are a little bit more lines than you're used to. So when it comes to buses and the same thing goes for the monorail, only one family can sit on one side of the monorail. There's dividers in the middle. So Again, you're sitting on one side and another family can sit on the other side of you, across from you, but you can't mix. So if I'm by myself, I'll sit on one side of the monorail and that's it. Nobody else can sit next to me. So that can actually, that's why lines get so long is because it has nothing to do with the capacity altogether as a whole. It has to do with the fact that they're limiting how many people are allowed on a bus at one time or in a monorail cabin at one time or in the Skyliner at one time. That's why the lines look so long. So again, same thing with the Skyliner. Only one family or one party per side. So you can actually put two families in the Skyliner, but you have to sit across from each other. You can't sit next to each other. And that is actually a very ventilated system. People don't realize that. The Skyliner is completely ventilated and the air is continuously moving through it. So that is something to consider as well. So with that, when it comes to planning your day, you're going to just want to set aside a little bit extra time to get from point A to point B. I know that we're so used to cramming as many people on that bus. People are standing, especially at the end of the day, When you're leaving the parks and you're going back to your resort, remember how everybody would be standing and holding on. It looked like a subway out of New York City. It's not like that anymore. So you are going to want to plan a little bit more time to get from point A to point B. Another thing you're going to want to consider is the dining limitations. So again, reservations are highly, 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 highly recommended, if not required. For most restaurants, you are going to need a reservation to sit down. They can only accommodate a certain amount of people within a building. Most, a lot of the um, restaurants do offer outdoor seating. So if you're not comfortable sitting inside, there are so many outdoor dining options for you. Um, But you still are going to need a reservation. 
as far as quick service goes, in my experience, all of the quick service um, locations have been mobile order only. So they have these, you're going to want to use your smartphone and they have these um, like little scan squares that you can scan, you can pull up and it will automatically link to your My Disney experience once you've scanned that. You can also just open up the app on your phone and you're going to want to place your order through My Disney Experience app. So you're going to order through your phone and you're going to pay through your phone. Once you've done that, you're going to be assigned a very specific queue to pick up your food. So it'll tell you when your food is ready and it'll tell you what line to stand in to go pick it up. So again, it's actually, if you use the system properly, this can actually go a lot quicker than, than what we what we're used to. So if you use this properly, you can actually order your food well in advance. You don't have to pick it up right away. You can actually put a very specific time. So you can actually order your lunch if you really wanted to at 10 o'clock in the morning and say that you're going to be there to pick it up at one o'clock in the afternoon. So if you know that your kids are going to be hungry at a very specific time, you can go ahead and, and pre-order your food. That's no problem. So I, I like this, to be honest. I think it's great. I like the fact that I can order my breakfast, my coffee, my croissant, and have everything from my room. And by the time that I walk down to the lobby, it's already ready for me. I think that's awesome. I think it's great. I enjoy it. And I wish that I could use this. Oh, I kind of actually do. I do use this in my everyday life. I actually don't think there's anything that I order anymore in person. I actually use mobile order for everything other than groceries. Wow, that's crazy. So yes, that is how dining is also very limited. They have not opened or reopened all of their dining options. So it's very important to keep checking and keep refreshing your My Disney Experience app or ask me if certain restaurants are open because a lot of them are not. A lot of our favorite restaurants are still not open. So just be mindful that you are limited on your dining options. That includes quick service as well. And everything is going to be cashless payment options through either your phone or your magic band. So definitely keep that in mind. If you really need to pay with cash, you can. Um, but it's highly encouraged to use a cashless system. And I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. The less contact you have with other people and the shorter contact that you have, again, you're not sitting there or standing there talking with somebody face-to-face -face for 10 minutes as you're placing an order for a family of five. Instead, you're just putting it on your phone. You pay on your phone. The only interaction you need to have with somebody is when you go to pick it up. And I think that's great. Um, and another small change is the temperature screenings. It's not a big deal. I know that a lot of people were very worried about this. And they thought that it would back up like lines to get into the parks. It does not. It it. It doesn't. It is such a quick um, process. You walk into a tent, they scan your forehead, and then you keep moving. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I was at Disney when they reopened in the middle of July, July 10th to be specific, and it was probably a million degrees outside, and I did not have a temperature. So they do keep those temps or I'm sorry, the tents that they are scanning under, um, cool. There are fans in there, there are misters in there, and they do keep them cool. So even if you're waiting to get your temperature and you're standing in the sun, you should be fine. And if anybody in your party does have a temperature, they do have a cool down area that does offer um, more air conditioning to help you you know, cool down because they do understand that people do get hot just walking from either their car to the turnstiles or 
whatever the case may be. So, um, but I've never had an issue with that. So they do check your temperatures. They do not have the bag checks anymore. And I love this. I think it's amazing. Unless you have something uh, metal or you have an umbrella, which those two items you do need to take out of your bag unless you have either of those. So if you don't have any of those, you don't even have to open your backpack. You don't even have to take your backpack off your back. You don't have to do anything. You just walk through these like security. I'm not even sure what they are, but they scan you and it. I don't know what it is, but you uh, you do not need to do anything. It's great. I love it. So I do not bring uh, umbrellas anymore. I just bring a poncho and it's great. So I think that offsets the temperature screening because even though you may slow down for literally two seconds to have them, you know, scan your forehead, again, it's contactless. It's touchless. They're just like scanning your forehead. They're not touching your forehead. It's just like this little um, temperature gun thing that they just point at your forehead and that's it. So that with the new um, bagless entry, it actually makes it really, really quick to get in and out of the parks. So I think that's great. They do not allow rope drop. So if you are used to getting to Animal Kingdom you know, an hour before they open because you want to be the first one there to get to Flight of Passage, you're not going to be able to. They do not want crowds of people outside the front of the parks before they open. So if you're driving, they won't even let you into the parking lot. They do not actually open the parking lots until about 20 to 30 minutes before park opening, which allows you time to park your car and walk up to the front of the gate and be there at exactly at opening. Um, so that's definitely something to consider as well. So you don't, but you don't have to worry about rushing to all those rides that you're like, the ones that everybody's trying to get to the popular ones because the capacity is low. So it's not too bad. Um, another speaking of lines. Okay. So there is no fast pass. And I know a lot of people say, oh, but I see people going in the fast pass line all the time. How are they getting it? The reason why some people are going through the fast pass line is because maybe they were already in line before and the ride broke down. So they were given a fast pass to return later. Or if they are part of the disability um, act, they also can have fast pass a certain amount of fast pass there's a whole system um that disney has for that as well or if they use the rider swap because they have a young child so there's different reasons why they still do use the fast pass line even though they aren't giving out fast pass right now so the lines they seem long the line if you look at the wait times it says you're gonna see wait times from like 45 minutes to 60 minutes to even 120 minutes. Or you're going to actually physically look at the line and say, oh my gosh, that line for Slinky Dog Dash wraps all the way around to the Little Mermaid um, show. So, and, and that's all the way outside of Toy Story Land and around the corner. So again, don't freak out. The lines are not as bad as you think. The reason why they're so long, in fact, I remember somebody talking about how the line was so long for, I want to say it wasn't Smuggler's Run. It had to have been. It was something in Batu, and they actually had the line going like outside into the cast member parking lot. And people, like guests, were able to see the backside of um, Batu and a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff. And some people thought it was cool, um, and some people did not. They didn't want to see that because it kind of broke the magic for them. But the reason why lines are so long is because of the social distancing. They have everybody six feet apart. So if you think about that, 
these these cue lines weren't made for that. In fact, everybody is so any Disney fan or anybody who visits Disney regularly knows that everyone always says please move in to the center of the room or everyone get as close as you can so that we can accommodate as many guests as possible. So we're used to filling in all of the empty spaces. Oh my gosh, how many times do we hear people, cast members saying that on Pirates, please fill in all of the empty spaces um, so we can you know, fit more guests in in line we're so used to hearing that and now it's literally the exact opposite it's please social distance don't you know crowd the people in front of you make sure you stay on your assigned line or dot or whatever marker that it is so that is why the lines look so long but they move the lines all of them they move very quickly and let me tell you something i know the lines say the wait times say 45 minutes or 120 minutes or 60 minutes they're not that long in fact I would say realistically for almost any of the ride wait times that I've seen they're about 20 minutes over if not half an hour over like they they overestimate so even if it says 45 minutes, you're probably only going to wait maybe 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes max. But the reason why they have to do that is because every 20 minutes, they do stop the rides and they wipe everything down. They they have this special cleaning thing. I've seen them use it. They look like they're like these backpack things with this liquid. They look like I don't know, something out of some sci-fi movie, but they have these like backpacks full of liquid with like a hose attached to it and they, they hose everything down and they, they sanitize everything and they clean all the rails and they do this every 20 minutes. So you can imagine that every 20 minutes, you know that they're going to stop the rides to do this. So when you're looking at a wait time, a 40 minute wait, okay, well, you know that 20 minutes into that is 15 minutes of that is because they're cleaning on the ride. So it's not as bad as you think. Um, But you do want to consider that if you have a dining reservation and the wait time says this or that, you might be able to squeeze a ride in here or there. So don't freak out with the lines. Don't freak out with the wait times. It's not that bad. I have gone on every single ride that I've wanted to no problem. And this was before they reintroduced the park hopper. So in one day at one park, I was able to do everything that I wanted to within that park. So in fact, most of the times um, prior to reintroducing the um, park hopper, which was in January 1st of this year, So all through July, August, September, October, November, all of my trips that I took, I would say that we pretty much finished doing all of the rides that we wanted to by like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. So again, don't freak out when you see wait times. It's not that bad. Um, There are rest areas that you can take your masks off. They are in all of the parks. There's assigned areas that... You can just take your mask off and do whatever it is that you need to do. Relax, rest, breathe, even if you're not eating, even if you're not drinking. If you just want to take your mask off just to to take a break. Because it can be, you know, if you're not used to wearing a mask, it can be um, annoying to have a mask on all day. I forget that other people don't wear masks all the time. I Again, as a nurse... I'm used to wearing a mask anywhere from 8 to 16 hours a day and I've gotten used to it and I've gotten comfortable with it. So for somebody who is not used to doing that, um, I can understand why they would want to go to a rest area without having to buy something to eat or go back to their resort. They just want to take their mask off for 15 minutes. So I can definitely understand that. Also, just a little tip And I actually got this tip from a photographer at Walt Disney World. 
Actually, he's not a photographer at Walt Disney. He's a friend who does photography. And he happens to take a lot of pictures at Disney World. If you go to the Tomorrowland Terrace, there is a, uh, a resting area there that you can take your mask off. And it actually has an amazing view of the castle. That's where they do their dessert party, actually, during Happily Ever After. So if you go to the Tomorrowland Terrace, you can take your mask off and you can actually take a picture with the castle behind you and you'll have a nice castle backdrop right there with no masks so if you want a picture with your family without a mask that is a great location to go and get your picture taken you can um you know you can ask somebody if they'll take it with your phone. They may or may not want to touch your phone. So, but, or you can just take turns taking pictures of each other, or you can set up a, a timer. I don't know. However you do your pictures, you can do it there without a mask. So anywhere else, you do need to have your mask on. Cast members will not take a photo of you or your family if your mask is not on. They just won't. And even when you're on rides, you need to have your mask on. They have turned off a lot of the water features on various rides. Um, I know they turned it off on the um, Splash Mountain, certain areas of Splash Mountain. They, they turned off the water features because guests were complaining that their masks were getting wet. And then obviously they were wanting to take them off. So they turned off a lot of those extra water features so that guests' masks stay dry. Um, so just take note of that as well. When wanting to do water rides, you do still need to keep your face mask on. And that is, it's kind of like hard to remember, like even on like Space Mountain or Mount Everest, like those fast rides, you still have to keep your mask on. So, and if you get the, if you have the memory maker, any photos that are taken if your mask is not properly on they won't post your photo and that's for anybody in your party so if somebody in your party doesn't have their mask on either you're going to be cut out of the photo and they will they will crop your photo I have <laughs> I have pictures of us where part of our party was cropped out because they weren't wearing their mask properly so they won't post your photo into your memory maker so if you want those photos you need to comply with their policy. And again, this is this is for the health and safety of all of our guests. If people think it's okay to just take their masks off on different rides um, and they're still getting their photos, everyone's going to want to do that. So they're being very strict with that as well. Um, another, so a few other things to consider um, when it comes to the health and safety of the guests Pools, pool areas, you don't have to wear a mask when you're inside the pool area. You don't have to wear a mask in the pool. Obviously, please do not do that. That would be a, a, a very bad situation. No masks in the pool. And you don't have to wear your mask in the pool area. So if you're with your kids and you're with your family, you want to set everything down on your chair, you don't have to wear your mask to walk over to the actual water. Um, you can just leave your mask and everything with your belongings on your chair and you're free to roam around within that pool area. Again, if that doesn't make sense to you um, scientifically or you don't agree with it, again, you can choose to either not go into the pool area at all or, it again, it's your choice. Um, but that is the rules. You do not have to wear a mask in the pool area. So if people not wearing a mask bothers you or you're not comfortable with that, you may not want to go to the pool. They do have everything socially distanced out. They don't have as many chairs. There is a capacity at the pool. All of the chairs are spread out and they're in groups of twos and threes. If you need to move some chairs together to accommodate your party, you can, um, but they are spread out and they do encourage social distancing even within the pool area. But that's kind of naturally done. Nobody really swims too close to other people anyways. But the, the chairs, the lounge chairs are spread out. 
Um, they have enhanced cleaning um, all over the parks as well as in the resorts. Um, when you check into your room, the room is going to have a plastic covering over anything that is touched, like high-touch areas. That's going to include your remotes, um, the shampoo, conditioner, body washes. Everything's going to be wrapped in a plastic that states and it says on there that those items have been sanitized and on top of that there is um there's seals also like on the doors that you you break the seal when you walk into your room stating that it was it was clean before you came in and a lot of the cart they don't have carpets a lot of the renovations that they've done at the resorts have like a a faux like um, wood or laminate flooring so you don't have to worry about carpets which is fantastic I love that I think that is the best thing ever I think the swan and dolphin still have carpeting so but they're not Disney owned but I believe that they still have carpeting in their rooms but for all of the Disney resorts that I've stayed in they've all had that faux laminate flooring which I think is great um and they've also limited their mousekeeping so you can ask at any time for extra towels or extra linen or extra anything whatever it is that you need you can always set your trash outside your door and they're going to pick it up they'll bring you anything that you need or you can go down to the lobby and pick up whatever it is that you need but mousekeeping is now done every other day so they just want to limit how many um times they have somebody going in and out of your room so i think that's great um you can you don't really need them in there every single day anyways just to make your bed but if you need anything any other items you can definitely ask but they are limiting their housekeeping to every other day. So the resorts are very, very clean. I've never felt like anything was dirty. It was, it's always been, it's always been perfect. So those, and they've also really, really encouraged the use of my Disney experience app. So you can check in through the app. You, you can do everything through that. You can check in through the app. You can check out through the app. Everything is done. You can even talk with a cast member like via text through the app or you can pick up your phone obviously in your room. Um, they will store and deliver your luggage for you to your room, but somebody has to be there to get it. They are not going to just walk into your room and leave it. Um, you do have to have somebody over the age of 18 to accept the luggage. <laughs> I know that because... I went down to the, I went to the bar actually to the pool bar to pick up a drink with my oldest and we left our youngest in the room to get the bags because we knew that the bags were coming to be delivered. Um, we didn't think they would be there that fast. That's why I thought I had time to quick run and grab a drink. But when I came back, my old, my youngest had told me she's only nine and she had told me, mom, they came, but they wouldn't leave my our luggage with me because I'm too little. So I had to call them and they had to come back. So you need to have somebody 18 years or older to be at the room when they deliver your luggage. Just FYI. So Disney definitely has taken a lot of precautions to keep all of their guests safe and healthy throughout their Disney vacation. So Again, if everybody is complying with these rules and regulations and all of their policies that they have in place, nobody, you're not going to have an issue um, as far as keeping yourself and your family safe. I always, and this is whether I'm at Disney or not, I always carry a hand sanitizing spray. I keep that with me. I always have that with me and I encourage my kids anytime they've touched anything um, out in public, whether we're in line at the grocery store or anywhere really, we spray our hands and we just keep it moving. So that's definitely something um, that you may want to 
pick up and carry with you. And I actually carried hand sanitizer and wipes prior to the pandemic. That was something that I always had in my bag anyways. So that's nothing really new to me or to my kids. Um, And another thing to consider spraying or using hand sanitizer before taking off your mask. A lot of people think that they can touch their hands to their mask. And I mean, you're going, if your hands aren't clean and you touch your mask, now your mask is not clean. So definitely get comfortable with, um, some sort of a hand sanitizer spray or something. If you, if you choose, you don't have to, but again, it's in your best interest, um, you know, for the health and safety of your family and for your kids and for everybody traveling with you to just carry your own hand sanitizer. Anytime you touch something, anytime you get off of a ride, spray your hands. Um, anytime you sat down somewhere and then you get up to go somewhere else, just spray your hands. They also have hand washing stations. They have them all over the parks um, with actual physical water and soap, and you can dry your hands with a paper towel. So if you are the type of person that likes to physically wash your hands with soap and water, there are obviously public bathrooms everywhere that you can use, and they also have hand washing stations that you can use as well. So if you do not feel like you should have to carry around hand sanitizer, you don't have to. They do have soap and water, which is a better option anyways. And I actually do wash my hands with the soap and water um, whenever I see them, just because I feel like it freshens my hands and keeps them clean. So those are a lot of the different precautions and new policies and regulations that Disney has put into place since reopening. So I absolutely feel safe when I'm on Disney property. I know that they're doing the best that they can and they are so diligent with making sure that everyone is compliant that it it really it it brings a sense of of safety. It really does. So I I really truly have no fear traveling to Walt Disney World. Now the airplane that's another discussion and I'm not going to get into that. But at the airport and the airplane, that's a whole nother ball game. So if you have a fear of traveling during this um, corona virus uh, pandemic, just do your part, wear your mask, sanitize. Um, but as far as Disney's going, they have been top notch. They really have. And as a nurse, I think that what they're doing is fantastic. And I am physical evidence of the fact that I've traveled many, many times. And I've never once um, had a positive COVID test. So that is something to consider as well. But thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or any concerns or anything you want to add or things that are constantly changing, definitely feel free to reach out. Um, You can reach out to me on my Facebook. Um, My Facebook page is Daily Magic. You can reach out to me on Instagram. That is also um, at Daily Magic. Um, And I will be glad to talk to you, answer any of your questions. And I really just want to help you and your family travel safe and stay healthy and help you unlock the magic within. Until next time. Bye. You have just listened to a podcast by Daily Vacation. Be sure to like them on Facebook, share their page, follow their blog, and let them help you unlock the magic within.